Hello and welcome back to the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation Podcast with Brant Pasalakwa, founder of the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation School. In this podcast, we answer our students' questions and share information about yoga therapy and meditation with the intention of creating a new paradigm in wellness. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive into the show. Hi friends, welcome. Welcome back to the Radically Balanced Yogi. Uh, Today I wanted to record a short uh, video on the next kosha we're working on, which is the Pranamaya Kosha. Prana is the life force that animates everything, uh, and that includes everything within ourselves. when things are going well with prana, there is a um, easy flow throughout the body and the different types of energy, the different types of pranas can easily do what they need to do and then um, return home. So that's a good way to think about it. So things circulate properly and there's not um, a lot blocking them. Um, you know, the good news is that prana is everywhere. So since it's in- infinite, it's not like you have to um, get more of it. It's more that you have to uh, let it flow. Um, so it's really all about flow and not about gaining things. So when your pranic body is helpful, prana moves in and out nice and easily. So um, you know, prana in the yoga traditions is associated with breath, um, and because breath is one. Uh, way we interact with the prana like outside our body with the energy outside our body Um, every time we take a breath this happens Um, and depending on how we breathe we can change the way prana moves around our own bodies or the way we take it in or uh, get rid of it right so we have control so the breath is breath is a place we can tangibly work with prana um, there are other ways also, but um, breath is a, uh, a very good way. Prana, you probably have heard um, this term, uh, the nadis. And, you know, nadis are the energy channels in the body. Sometimes you'll hear there's 108. Sometimes you'll hear there's 1,008. Sometimes you'll hear there's 10,008. But really, uh, the point is, is that sort of infinite way the prana um, moves. But... The nadis that you encounter most in the yoga traditions are uh, the right and left sides of uh, your spine and then uh, the central channel. Um, the right and left sides sometimes are talked about spinning, more like this. Uh, it's the ida, the pingala, and the shashuma is the central channel. So in terms of well-being and balance, ideally, you know, the, the ida and pingala are balanced, so right and left is balanced, and then that allows energy to rise up the central channel and that energy is uh, called kundalini and there are many breathing practices in the yoga traditions to sort of move that kundalini up Um, and that's a completely legitimate thing to do within the context of those traditions Um, what we're looking at here is how to balance this kosha so if you're looking for balance and sort of going about things in the way we are in this course um, it's really better to think of the kundalini as the energy that would rise once you were balanced. So I'd like you to think about it that way. So our, our goal is to balance the energies in ourselves. One way you can look at energies is the doshas, as we were looking at last week and the week before, Vata Pitta Kapha. And when you balance those energies, the Kundalini can rise and you can have more uh, spiritual insight if that's your goal. So that's how we'll be doing things. 
um, it can be unsafe to force that Kundalini up. Um, so the way I was taught is that you're, you're really much better off balancing. So we'll be looking at that today. Um, so you regulate your breath and, and there's a, a long tradition of regulating your breath, not just in yoga, but other practices. Um, they, the ways in which we regulate your breath, there's really not that many different ways. Some yoga sutras that talk about this. Um, so the practices can seem like they're very, very simple. So one, one is working with the pranic body. You know, it's the layer under your physical, so you have to pay even more attention. So um, I want us all to really be focused on the effects of our pranayama, not just doing them, but how they make us feel and how we feel the energy in our body after we do it. Um, the real mastery of pranayama comes when you do the proper uh, techniques for you, right? And you can feel their effects and then you can slightly, you know, subtly adjust your, the way you're doing pranayama that suits your system more. So really sensitizing yourself to that would be your goal. So it's not just this rote thing, I just do it and everything turns out fine. It's an educational process for yourself. Um, now, it would be unusual, not impossible, but very unusual that some sort of pranayama practice wouldn't benefit you. Um, because since we all have prana moving within us in various ways, there's some way in which you can help yourself regularly. So I just want you to have that in mind as we work on the practices, that there's, um, there's definitely a useful pranayama for you, or a series of them, you just gotta figure out what, the, what they would be. So I wanted to um, just highlight some sutras uh, from the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, for those of you that are familiar with that, um, that deal with pranayama and give you a few takeaways. So 249 says, um, when, when this is acquired, pranayama naturally follows with the cessation of stopping of inspiration and expiration. So sometimes you can look at pranayama as a, as a natural pause in the breath. Um, they might, pranayama can be regulated in three ways, the breath, um, and then, you know, they'll become prolonged and subtle. So, you know, prolonged and subtle is sort of what you're going for in the end. Um, there's a fourth method where prana and divine life force meet, uh, and this grabs all of our attention. So there's like a sort of natural, um, place where your attention gets grabbed. And then as a result of this pranayama, the veil of obscuring the inner self dissolves. And as a result, the mind attains fitness for contemplation of the true self, right all the way down to the Anandamaya Kosha. So let me just give you a few takeaways from those sutras that you might find useful when you're thinking about this. Um, when, our, when our pranic body is balanced, our breath is natural and it relaxes. Um, Pranic balance, right? This breath and prana balance enables us to see or feel the deeper aspects of ourselves and focus on them. So that's one reason you'd want to balance your pranic body. Um, just like asana practice, you're going to be looking for the practices that leave you feeling uh, balanced and in tune with yourself. Uh, and again, if you look at it through that doshic lens, Vata Pitta Kapha, 
Um, we can pick practices that maybe will benefit us the most. Um, and here, we're going to be looking at three practices. Um, each one is going to balance us and sensitize us to a specific dosha, vata, pitta, kapha, in our body. So I'm just going to give you a few general rules, um, and then we'll actually uh, look at the pranayamas themselves. So some general rules. You want to do practices in upright position, but it's fine to sit on a chair with your feet on the floor. That'd be fine. Uh, your belly needs to be free. So make sure, you know, take off your belt, make sure your pants are big enough or stretchy enough, but don't have anything like pressing in on your belly that will really interfere. Um, and I would suggest not doing a full pranayama practice uh, right before your sleep. I don't think that would be um, a good idea. You'll probably get the prana balanced, but there's a good chance you'll get it moving in a way where you won't want to sleep. So just losing sleep is never a good idea. So try to do it during the day or at least early evening. Um, so what I'd like to do is show you the practices individually and um, then we can look at uh, when you would, you know, how you would do them in what order. So let's look at them individually. So first we're going to do a, a kapha breath. And it's, this is a kapha balancing breath. And we're going to do it um, by moving our uh, intercostals. So those are your ribs here, right? So you're going to breathe in and feel your ribs expand and then breathe out and feel them contract. So maybe try that a few times. You can have your hands right on your ribs or not. Big breath in, the ribs expand. Big breath out, the ribs contract. Just make sure you can feel that. And you want to feel that breath like 360. So if you put your hands like this and you have your thumbs behind your ribs, you'll feel your ribs expand and feel your ribs contract. So try that until you get it. And then we're going to add something um, which is uh, Mula Bandha, which is the root lock. So. Let's let the breath go, if you're still working on that. And then let's find our root lock. So your root lock is the bottom of your torso. Um, what you wanna do is breathe in, just stay relaxed. Feel your belly extend, expand, and then breathe out and pull your um, root of your torso in and up. So, you know, it's, the, it's more energetic than physical. You don't have to pull really hard. So for women, it's, it's not a Kegel. Right? You're not going all the way up your vaginal canal. It's just a really light engagement as you exhale. And then as you inhale, just let that go. And for men, it's the same thing. It's not like squeezing your butt as hard as you can or not quite like squeezing the muscles that would stop you from peeing. It's right in between those. Um, so it's just a really, you want to think of it more as engaging as you breathe out. right? And then as you inhale, you release that engagement. And you want to do it as light as possible, but still feel it. That's how I would describe it. That's, the, that's basically it. So let's try a few breaths um, with that. So basically breathe in, belly expands, breathe out, Mula Bandha. So breathe in, belly expands, breathe out, 
Mula Bandha. One more time. Breathe in, release. And breathe out, engage a little. And then breathe in, just let everything go. So that's your root lock. So you have options, right? You can let it go um, on the in-breath or the out-breath. But the other possibility is that you just hold it in lightly the whole time. So let's just try that for a minute. So then breathe in and then breathe out. Pull the pelvic floor in and up just a little bit. And you're just going to leave it there and you're going to keep breathing. So inhaling, really light lock, and exhale. You're going to keep that lock. So as you breathe in and out like this, you'll feel maybe that that energy moves up. And what we're really going for is moving the energy up towards the heart. So we're going to add that first breath as we do this. So the intercostal breathing. You don't have to hold your ribs, but that's where I want you to focus for a moment. So Mula Bandha, your root lock, is, is engaged lightly. And then you're inhaling. The ribs are moving to the sides, and you feel them moving back and front, so the ribs expand. And then exhale, you pull the belly in and keep that root lock. So your inhale expanding. Root lock in and up. Exhale, contracting. Let's try that a few more times. Inhale, expand. Root locks engaged. Exhale, contract. As you do this, just close your eyes. Root locks engaged. Ribs expanding. And then we're going to do one last thing, which is to bring our mind's eye to the heart center. So that part right in the middle of your chest, not your heart, but the heart area. It might help to envision that as like a ball of light inside your chest, if that helps. Mula Bandha engaged. Ribs expanding. Ribs contracting on the exhale. Ball of light right in the middle of your heart center. You might even feel the connection between your root lock and your heart. If you don't, that's okay too. You might feel energy moving on the front of your spine between your root lock and where your heart would be. So you could bring your mind's eye there and just see if you notice anything as you breathe. So you're breathing a little more deeply to expand those ribs. So after we do this breath for a few minutes, so say maybe three minutes, four minutes, five minutes tops, then you just let everything go, let that root lock go, and just keep your mind's eye on your heart center. We just sit with that. Maybe a slight smile on your face. Feel that open ball of light in the middle of your chest. 
pleasure practices, this can lead into sort of a contemplation or concentration on your heart area and you can sit as long as you like. So however long your attention naturally stays there. There might be 30 seconds, that might be different on different days, it might be five minutes, it might be 20 minutes, it might be an hour, but as long as you feel like nice and comfortable and relaxed staying there. If it goes away, it goes away. You could do this practice uh, a few times in a row where you do the kapha practice. So you do the root lock and the breathing and then contemplate the heart and then do it again if you're trying to work on kapha. So that's kapha. Our second practice is something I call um, Kabbalah Bhati for Pitta Balance. Um, so we're going to focus on our belly and try to bring the Pitta home, right? So this is the Pitta area, this is the Kapha area, this is the Pitta area. So if you've done Kabbalah Bhati before, if you haven't, it's fine. If you've done it before, it's, that's a fast breath with the belly moving in and up. But we're not doing that. We're doing something similar but different. So it's going to look like this. You're going to really focus on your navel area. And the breath is going to be a snap out as you breathe out. And then you just let your belly go to let the breath come in. And you do about one a second. So it looks and sounds like this. Let me just show you. So it's like you're trying to press the energy from your navel straight back into your spine. Not up, but back. And it's just one per second. So I'd like you to try it. Um, if you're new to this, the whole uh, uh, technique is really to focus on the snapping all the breath out on the exhale and then just relax the belly on the inhale and let the air come in naturally. And what we would want to do is uh, snap that, that belly 20 to 30 times um, and then just sit and see where your attention naturally goes. So let's try one together. So take a big breath in and take a full breath out. Good. Then we're going to inhale. We're going to do 20 snaps. Last snap, breathe all the air out, take a big breath in, and then right with me, exhale, put your hands on the ground, bend forward, tuck your chin, get all the air out of your body, and then you're gonna slowly rise up, and you're just gonna sit, and you're gonna see where your attention naturally lands. Anywhere in your body's fine. And we're going to sit until that attention sort of gets distracted. So that might be now, or that might be a minute, or that might be three minutes. Might be an hour. And then when you feel like you're complete with that, you take a big breath in and a big breath out. 
And I would suggest doing this two or three times, depending on how long you're sitting in between. Um, you know, if it's longer, two times would be plenty. Occasionally you have days where you really feel like your attention might stay somewhere in your body for a very long time, and then one would be fine. So just to review the technique again, you snap 20 times, one per second. On that last one, you could do up to 30, if that feels good to you. On the last one, right, all the breath comes out. You take a big breath in, you exhale, hinge forward just to help get all that breath out. Breathe all your breath out. And then you come back up, you just let the belly go, you let the breath go and see where the attention naturally lands in your body. And this will sensitize you and bring your pitta home. So that's the pitta balancing breath. And then the final breath is um, alternate nostril breath. Um, and we're going to do the alternate nostril breath with a moving mula bandha. So let's do the breathing part first. So. It's called Vishnu Mudra is one way to do it. Two fingers on the end, right? And one thumb here. And this allows you to block your nose, right? Um, all you have to do to block your nasal passages is to touch the bone where it meets the flesh on either side. So that's how we're gonna do alternate nostrils. Um, you have other options. You can put two fingers on their third eye and then use your thumb and ring finger to block the nostrils. That might be more comfortable. Sometimes people like to hold their elbow. You could do that or put it on a table. And really any other way you block your nostrils is okay. These are sort of the traditional ways it's taught. Um, and if one arm doesn't work and you need to use, um, most people use their right hand, but if you need to use your left hand, that's fine too. Um, but let's go through the mechanics of just the breathing. So the breath is subtle. So sometimes you have to do more breath in the beginning to make it subtle. You might take deeper breaths at first, but then I like you to take subtle breaths. So let's take a big breath in. Big breath out our nose. Block your nostril with your thumb, inhale. And the pattern is inhale, switch, exhale. So you inhale, switch, and then exhale. Inhale, switch, exhale. And once you have that patterning, you know, down, inhale, switch, exhale. Then you're gonna work on the length. And the length is basically, the exhale is a little bit longer than the inhale. So take a full breath in on one side. And then you switch, and there's a slight pause as you switch, and then you take a full breath out on the other side. And notice how your exhale is longer. So that would be fine there. If you've been doing this a while, I would suggest a count that's like an in-breath of eight and an exhale of 12. So the out-breath is one and a half times the in-breath. So you can work on that. And that would be enough if you're just starting to start to balance your vata. And this kind of more advanced version is to use a mula bandha with it. And so mula bandha, uh, as we inhale, right, you would relax your pelvic floor. And then as you exhale, Right, this little pause and you switch and you pull your pelvic floor in and up as you exhale. So you're drawing the pelvic floor in and up lightly. There's probably a pause right at the end of that exhale. 
And then as you inhale, you gently let the breath in and gently release that mula bandha. So you can imagine the breath coming down and when it gets to your mula bandha, your mula bandha just relaxes. And then as you breathe out, your mula bandha slowly moves in and up and the breath moves out. And maybe you're doing that for a count of eight in and 12 out. And then you can add pauses on the in and out breath. So you breathe in for eight, mula bandha relaxed, Pause, maybe pause one, count one or two or three or even four. No more than that though. And then switch, exhale, and you exhale for 12. That mula bandha goes in and up. And when you're done with the exhale, maybe you count one, maybe you count two or three or four, whatever is comfortable for you. So it's, it's, a, it's a purposeful breath, but it is not super deep. So it's a purposeful breath, but it's not super deep. So those are the different stages. So let me just review again. First is just alternate nostril. Then maybe you add counting. So in breath of eight, out breath of 12. Then maybe you add um, Mula Bandha, right? So as you inhale, you release Mula Bandha, nice and easy. And as you exhale, you engage Mula Bandha. And then the final level, right, would be to start pausing. So as you inhale, you release Mula Bandha, count to eight, and then count somewhere between one and four for a pause. And then as you exhale, engage Mula Bandha, all the air comes out for 12, and then count between one and four, right, as you pause there. And that would be a very, you know, sort of successful thing, all of them, but that's as far as you would really need to go to balance your vata. Now, vata is balanced when the breath is subtle, so it's not a huge breath in, it's a nice subtle breath in and out. And I would recommend starting with three minutes of this and working your way up to, I would say, five or six tops. So let's, let's say somewhere between three and six minutes, and I would use a timer. So time yourself. When you're done, right, you're just gonna put your hand down and relax. And you're gonna sit and watch your breath. Just sit and watch your breath. And do that for at least two more minutes. So this practice would take you somewhere between three, breaths, uh, three to six minutes of breathing and then two minutes of sitting. So somewhere between five and eight minutes. You could work on it that way. So that's the practice for bhakti. Now the final thing I'd like to uh, talk about is how to use them. So if you're trying to balance one of your doshas, so remember from last week in the asana practice, you could just do one of these breaths. So you could either do the vata, pitta, or kapha breath. There is one exception, which is that if you're doing the pitta breath, make sure you follow it always with a vata balancing technique. So that means you're either gonna do just the kapha breath, the intercostal breathing, looking at the heart, just the vata breath, the alternate nostril breathing, or you could do pitta breath, the snapping and sitting, and then follow that even if it's just for a couple minutes of alternate nostril breathing. So those are your three options. Um, the final option would be to actually do all of them. So what you could do is start with the kapha breathing, right? Sit for a moment, followed by the pitta, 
right? All the breath out, sit, followed by the vata. And that would be a very complete pranayama practice. So I hope that's uh, interesting for you. I hope you carve out the time this week to work on your pranayama practice. So have a wonderful day. Om Shanti. Om Peace. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show and help us share yoga therapy with more people around the world. If you think this episode will help someone you know, feel free to share it with them. If you love yoga therapy and meditation, you can follow us over on Instagram at breathingdeeplyyoga, where we share anything and everything to help you advance your understanding of yoga therapy and meditation. For more information about our yoga therapy and meditation trainings and programs, visit breathingdeeply.com. See you in the next episode.